of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the first and only Sunday of the month of Nessie, because the month of Nessie is only five days, although this year, because it's a leap year, there is a sixth day, so tomorrow is actually the last day of the month, um, whereas normally it would have been today. Um, and this, of course, is the beginning of the next Coptic year, um, which will be on Tuesday. Um, and as we mentioned last time, the church arranges for the readings at the end of the Coptic year to be about the end of the world as a time to take stock of the past year and to think and consider what is it that we need to change and prepare for the coming year, um, but also to consider the end of the world and what is it that we should be watchful for um, that the Lord Jesus Christ um, prepares us. So we read in the gospel today in Matthew chapter 24, where the Lord speaks to the apostles and to the people, telling them what are the things that they should be expecting that will happen at the end. And when the disciples ask the Lord about when these things will happen, um, they say, tell us when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age. And God, of course, Christ, he gives them some indicators. It tells them some things that were to happen. But he never answers these questions in um, the amount of detail that the disciples wanted nor the, the kind of details that maybe we want. And we ask these questions to him about the end of the world. We ask the questions regarding our own life. Um, what, we're, what is our future? Um, what is going to happen? Maybe many uncertain things that we can consider now, wondering in the next months or years or decades, what will my life look like? Um, and there is no answer. Maybe the only answer that we receive is trust me or as Christ gave many answers to the people in parables that they didn't quite fully understand what is it that he, um, what is it that he was, was saying. So one kind of important principle to understand about God, about the Lord, is that he doesn't give us oftentimes the clear-cut answer that we are looking for, and this is actually intentional. This is not because God doesn't want us to have good things. It's not because um, he, he wants to tease us or to infuriate us um, because we want answers that he is not giving. But actually, it's because we could not even bear to know um, the answer. And he said to the disciples prior to his crucifixion, he says, what well, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. You cannot bear them now. If I were to tell you everything that was going to happen, if I was going to tell you all the future, for instance, um, when, when speaking about the apostles, what happens if the apostles knew all of the details of, of, of how is it that they were going to die? Uh, what is their martyrdom going to look like? St. Peter, he would have told him, you're going to be crucified upside down. Um, all, of the, all of the disciples that were, were, were martyred, they would know in detail the times and the dates of their departure and how is it that they would die from the very beginning. So he told them, then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake, which is a general statement that applies to all of us that we, that we, will, we will face persecution. But what is it if from the very first moment when the Lord called the fishermen by the sea to be apostles and he said, follow me, and he told them straight up from the beginning that you are going to be tortured for the sake. How many of them would have still been okay with following him? Maybe they hadn't yet at that early stage developed a relationship with him or <coughs> a faith that would allow them to choose such a thing from the very beginning. But at the end, maybe it was a different story. And actually, there's a, it's interesting, so when, when, uh, regarding St. Peter, whenever he was called by the sea as, as, a, as, a, um, as an apostle, the Lord had just performed a miracle. He just had performed a miracle, a miraculous catch of fish. Um, clearly, this man, Jesus, was 
uh, a special man able to do special things. And when a special man like this tells you to follow him, maybe, okay, there's something there. Like, I want to follow this man. Maybe there's a lot of good things in store for me when I follow this man. But if you look at the very end of the story, after the resurrection, when the Lord spoke to Peter again, <coughs> he pretty much told him, you are going to be martyred um, for, for, for the faith. Um, he said, when you were young, you could go wherever you want, but when you are old, someone will lead you by the hand and take you where you do not wish to go. And then the most interesting thing is he used the same exact words, follow me. So initially he said, follow me after performing a miracle. Now he tells him, you're going to suffer in your life and you're going to die for my sake, follow me. Now, maybe if St. Peter had heard that same message from the very beginning, there is no way that he would have been able to uh, accept what is it that the Lord was calling him for. Because, again, as the Lord says here, <coughs> you cannot bear it, right? You cannot bear it now. You cannot bear what is it that the, that the Lord is, 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 is saying. You cannot bear what is it that he is saying to you. Um, and, so, and so the Lord actually, it is out of his mercy that he does not share everything with us. And so everything is one step at a time with him, one step at a time. He reveals to us what we need to know today. And he tells us what we should be doing today. Where is that going to lead us tomorrow? Uh, we don't know exactly. Right. And so here, when the Lord is revealing the end, yes, he's, he's revealing general principles, general guidelines, but he's not revealing the details. Um, the life of Joseph, for instance, when God, when Joseph was a young man and God revealed to him in his dream, he revealed to him that his brothers are going to be bowing down to him. Right. Um, and this is what Joseph knew. And of course, this was a prophecy of what? It was a prophecy of when Joseph was going to become ruler of Egypt and that eventually his brothers were going to come to him and they're going to bow to him and uh, receive food from him because he was going to be the one distributing the food. So this was the, this was, this was the future. This is what is it that um, Joseph was going to do, and this is what Joseph saw in his dream. But what is it that was not revealed to Joseph when he was a young child is how he was going to be sold as a slave and how he was going to be in Potiphar's house and how he was going to be falsely accused and how he was going to go into prison. All of those details, the suffering that he experienced in his life, um, these were not things that were revealed to, to him. Because if you were to reveal to him, especially at that young age, all of the suffering that he was going to experience in his life, um, as all of us would in such a position, we would say, there is no way that I can endure this. There's no way that I can, I can live this life. And we would just fall into despair and not want to do anything. And we would feel like this, this, this burden is, is too overwhelming for me. The same thing is true of Moses. Um, Moses was called by God to go to Pharaoh and to preach to him and to tell him to let the people go. Um, but he didn't tell him how this was going to happen from the beginning. He didn't tell him that there was going to be plagues. He didn't tell him that he was going to part the Red Sea. He didn't tell him what was going to happen in the, in the wilderness after he went there. Um, he just said, I will certainly be with you. And this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you when you have brought the people out of Egypt. You shall serve God on this mountain. Well, Moses was right getting ready about to go and do the mission that the Lord told him to do. And yet God gave him very little information, very little about what was going to happen. Um, and we're not even talking about something that was going to happen years and decades down the road. We're talking about something that was going to happen immediately. And yet still God did not share everything um, with Moses. We also see this in the life of Gideon. Gideon, one of the judges of Israel, um, and God told him that he was going to go and conquer um, his, their, his enemies, the Midianites, um, but he didn't tell him how. And actually, he started out with an army of 32,000 people, 
And God kept whittling down the army until it was only 300 people. And he told them, with these 300 people, uh, you will conquer. Says, then the Lord turned to him and said, go in this might of yours and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? But how is this going to happen? And how with only 300 people are we going to defeat this entire army? Again, God told him what to do, but he didn't tell him how it was going to be done. And maybe we find ourselves asking God many questions. How? Why? Tell me more information. But God does not give. And he just says, trust me. I want you um, to trust me. And so also today, um, when we read about the end of the world, um, God kept saying that the end of the world was going to come soon. Uh, he says, for yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. What is soon? What does soon mean? When is soon? Why don't you give us more information so that we can prepare ourselves for it? No, God did not give any more information. He said, trust me, just wait. Wait for the appropriate time. Be always ready, all the time, every day, because it could happen every day. It could happen any day at all. Always be ready for it. Okay. So what are some principles behind this? Why doesn't God reveal the full picture? Okay. The first is, if we knew all the obstacles we would face, we might not follow him, right? Again, St. Peter, if he knew all the obstacles, if he knew that he would die, if the other apostles knew that they would die from the very beginning, without ever having tasted anything of the, the, the service, the ministry that Christ had called them for to be fishers of men, maybe they wouldn't have followed him at all, right? And if, if in our life, um, from, from a young age, God were to give us a book, that has all of the details about everything that would happen to us, all the problems, all the conflicts, all the tribulations, all the sadness, all the mourning, all the loss. Yes, maybe the good things as well. But we would read that book out of fright. We would, we would be in dread to read all the things that were going to happen to us. And so maybe we wouldn't even want to set out on the journey to begin with. Why is it that you are calling me to this life? Why is it that you are allowing me even to live in this world when my life is filled with such agony and pain? But maybe this will be revealed to me as I go. Maybe this is something that over time I will understand. Or maybe I will, I will learn to, to accept this, but maybe I can't accept it now. This is why the Lord, he said to the apostles, you cannot bear it now. I cannot reveal it to you now because you cannot bear it now. But it will be revealed to you in due time. So if we knew all the obstacles that we would face, maybe we would be afraid and we might not even want to follow him. The second is... God wants us to strengthen our, our faith. Meaning, if I told you everything now, then you are not walking in faith. You are walking just in knowledge, right? You are walking just in understanding because I revealed to you. But instead, I want you to trust me. I want your, your, your trust not to be in the knowledge of the plan, the knowledge of what will happen in your life. I want your trust to be in me, your father. And so trust that I will do what is good. We give many examples of how the relationship between parents or children is a, is a good analogy uh, to our relationship with God. Um, again, many times parents um, are, are not able to communicate to their children the details of what is about to happen, um, often because children don't understand. But the parents want the children to understand that everything will be okay and that you can trust me and I will always be here for you and I will not leave you alone. So the love of the parent is communicated even if the details of what is about to happen cannot be communicated. And so God is doing the same. He wants to strengthen our faith and, and allow us to place our trust in him, not on some detailed plan, not on our own mind, not on logic, not on whatever we are expecting to happen, but only on him. Meaning whatever it is that God allows is good, 
whatever it is, whatever path he leads me on, even if it looks dark, even if it looks sad, even if it looks long, even if it is not what I would have chosen for myself or what I would have expected, but that it is good. And that is how we build faith in God. We build faith in God not by knowing everything ahead of time or not by choosing ourselves. We build faith in God and going through things that look to us to be very bad, but in the end we realize how good that they were. We realize how much God was actually with us and God was preparing us throughout and what was the purpose of it. The third is God prepares us as we go. You know, he doesn't wait for us to be fully ready from the beginning. He doesn't wait for a person to be able to be at a stage where they can endure every hardship and every trial that they're going to face in their life. And once they have reached that phase, once they've reached that level of being able to endure everything, now he says, okay, now you're ready for the journey. No, actually, he says, start the journey. And as you're on the journey, I will prepare you as you go for every step of the journey. Again, it's one step at a time, one thing at a time. For whatever immediate challenge that you're going to face, I will prepare you for it so you can overcome it, so you can endure it, so you can be successful and victorious in it. And then after that, then there will come the next thing, and then there will come the next thing. And as you go, I prepare you. So it is not, you know, if, if I were again to, to, to hear from him, what is all of the struggles that I would face in my whole life from the beginning, that I would say, well, I'm not prepared for this. And, you, and you're right, we, we aren't prepared. Joseph as a child, when he had the dream about his brothers bowing down to him, he would not have been prepared. If you tell him, oh, your, your brother's going to sell you into slavery and you're going to be in prison. No, he would not have been prepared to, to hear that at that age. But at the time that it did happen, at the time when he was able to, to uh, endure it, God allowed it to happen. God prepared him before he did it. The fourth is God wants to heal us of sicknesses that we don't know that we have. You know, imagine if... Suddenly, some random stranger came up to you with a scalpel and tried to open up your body with a scalpel and to take out an organ from your body. It would be quite um, difficult to, to accept, right? Because you don't understand. Why are you doing this, right? But what if the, the man is a doctor and he told you that you have a disease and unless I do this, you're going to die. Um, and so allow me to open you up and to take this out, to take this tumor or whatever out of your body. <coughs> well, now we have understanding. So maybe we would consent to doing such a thing, right? We would consent for this man who we don't know to cut us open in order to remove something because now we understand that there is a disease that maybe was hidden to me. And, and now that I realize the disease is there, I will consent to the treatment even if the treatment is painful and difficult because I acknowledge the purpose behind it. Now, God sometimes, he is trying to heal us of, of diseases, um, spiritual diseases, that we don't even realize that we have. We don't realize our greed. We don't realize our selfishness. We don't realize our lust. We don't realize um, maybe a lot of the vices that we have in us that are actually hurting us a lot in our life, that are actually the source of a lot of pain and suffering and struggle that we have in our life, because maybe we're blinded to it and we don't know. We don't know ourselves well enough. So God is coming and he's coming with a scalpel and he's saying, now is the surgery, right? Now is the surgery. And we don't know, we don't understand why. Why are you allowing the surgery? Why is this happening now? I, I feel healthy, I feel fine. But no, maybe we're not fine. Maybe there is something, right? He wants to heal us of sicknesses that we don't know that we have. And only after we're healed, then maybe we can look back and realize, oh, you know what, I was sick. 
Um, there was something. I, when I feel the burden lifted from me, when I feel the spiritual health that I didn't have before, I realize that this was actually good. This was actually something good for me. The final point is that God reveals to us along the way through the Holy Spirit, meaning through our relationship with Him. This builds relationship with God. This helps us to have a relationship with Him. When we see the struggles around us and we turn to Him for comfort, for guidance, for, for help, this is what allows us to grow closer to God and our relationship with Him because if everything just went the way that I wanted it to go, I wouldn't feel need of anything. I wouldn't feel like I, I needed God at all, nor is He relevant to me in any way, right? So God reminds us that in eternity we will be with Him. He reminds us that in eternity we will live with Him, not here, not in this place. And He wants us to prepare ourselves and to have a relationship with Him from now. And this is another reason maybe God doesn't reveal the full picture. So it's always important for us to remember that even though um, obviously God knows the future and what is it that is going to happen to us, but He um, often will not reveal, will not show us, will not tell us what is it that is going to happen because if He did, it would actually be harmful for us. And so instead we should pray and ask God that he would grant us trust in him, that whatever he allows is good, and that he grants us patience and endurance, and to actually be able to um, enjoy his presence more and more in our life, even when things are not going as we expected. And glory be to God forever. Amen.